Hello, dirtbags, deplorables, and patriots yearning to be free and ready to fight for your freedom. High Crimes Podcast, Medicine and Politics, Dr. Richard Moss. So we have all heard, of course, about the indictment of President Trump, who is our former president and is a current presidential candidate over a a truly absurd charge that even many in the media, lefties, Democrats, uh, criticize because it is so absurd. But the Briefly, the details that many are already familiar with have to do with uh, a payment that Trump made to Stormy Daniels, uh, the porn star, of course, that we have heard so much about, the hush money uh, uh, to the porn star, as DeSantis uh, referred to it, uh, and many others. Um, to, uh, in 2015, uh, through his then attorney, Michael Cohn, uh, to the tune of about $120,000 or maybe $130,000, but in that area. And it was listed as a legal expense. And, uh, Alvin Bragg, uh, the, uh, diversity hire radical leftist, Soros-funded and clearly uh, obese and dim-witted, someone who in a normal country would be nowhere near the position that he currently holds, but he's uh, DA in Manhattan. And despite all the indications from many sources that this is an absurd uh, case uh, to uh, uh, indict Trump on uh, for many reasons, because uh, and and also to mention that uh, you know, for example, the FEC did not uh, choose to look into this uh, as some type of campaign finance irregularity. Uh, uh, the DOJ, uh, Meritless Garland, even he who's, you know, goes after parents and patriots and veterans, no, no problem there, jailing them uh, pre-trial for years, uh, solitary confinement, you know, the whole thing with J6, we're all quite familiar with. He declined to, uh, his department declined to uh, pursue this. The Previous DA, uh, Cyrus Vance Jr., a real lefty, uh, also uh, saw no merit in the case. And then the U.S. attorney in the Southern District uh, refused to uh, take up the case because uh, it was not uh, illegal. Uh, You know, it is uh, hush money, but also referred to as a non-disclosure agreement, uh, which is commonly done. And the idea is that 
he did this so that uh, and and that it was political in nature because he was running for president and wanted to keep her quiet so as not to damage his presidential campaign. You know, that is completely debatable. Uh, There are many reasons he may have done it. And by the way, it's perfectly legal. Uh, It's often used. It's a non-disclosure agreement. Um, And it doesn't necessarily imply that he even had an affair with her. And if he did, that's his business. But there are many reasons he might have wanted to keep her quiet. He is married. He has children. Uh, He didn't want her blabbing about this. And he claims he actually uh, was never with her anyway. So, yeah, he's a very wealthy man, a very prominent person, uh, you know, even before, obviously, running for president. And so who knows if some... Uh, porn star or some other woman, whatever the situation, may have uh, thought of this as a, a way to gather attention to herself and, and perhaps to extract uh, money uh, from someone like Trump. And uh, in fact, uh, that's what happened, but we, we don't know anything about it. And, and again, it is perfectly reasonable that he uh, listed it as a legal expense, and, and uh, no one else thought to pursue this. And let us say that, okay, it should have been listed as a campaign expense. So that is a bookkeeping error. Uh, and he may, I, I suppose, need to pay a little bit in taxes uh, because uh, he listed it as a legal expense and, and therefore probably deducted it as a business expense. So there might be some minor payment uh, to the IRS for that. Um, But as far as this being the basis of uh, an arrest, this is something that, first of all, is a misdemeanor. Uh, Also, there's a statute of limitations, uh, uh, which is two years, and this is now seven years. I There are a host of reasons why this is just ridiculous and absurd and reflective of how damaged we are as a nation that someone like Alvin Bragg, uh, the uh, dim-witted affirmative action hire Alvin Bragg, uh, would, and and by the way, quite obese, would be in this position to begin with. Um, You know, another, as they say, Soros-funded uh, DA, uh, but that he would choose to take this case. And, you know, he's in, obviously, New York City, in Manhattan, extremely left-wing. Um, and so uh, perhaps he gathered together a grand jury and, and they wanted to pursue it because they are insane with their hatred of Trump. And we've all talked about Trump derangement syndrome and, uh, you know, but it, it's beyond that catchy little phrase. It's it's a real mental illness, a real psychosis. But, it, you know, it is basically Marxism. It's leftism. And the far left has uh, taken over huge swaths of the country and in many ways our entire federal government. So um, that is going on. And... Uh, 
we shall see uh, what the aftermath of that is. Um, you know, will Trump go up there and, you know, will he uh, be perp walked and uh, I don't know that he'll be handcuffed, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, maybe he will be. Who knows? He'll appear at the, uh, I guess, the courthouse in Manhattan and uh, be arraigned. Uh, many think it will help him, uh, you know, that uh, obviously his voters are going, you know, his base will always vote for him. But, you know, many independents might be really aroused by this and and agitated by this and, and start to recognize uh, just how far down the fascist uh, uh, direction we have gone in. And, you know, it, it is, again, uh, a natural tendency of the left to further centralize uh, and consolidate power and uh, eventually to uh, go full-bore fascist, which is what we're seeing. You know, we've heard expressions of, you know, crossing the Rubicon. You know, I think we've done that uh, well before that. I, I think COVID started a lot of that, uh, and uh, many on the left were quite gleeful during COVID uh, because, you know, it is just a natural tendency of a leftist to want to exercise power, to centralize, gather, and consolidate power. That is in the nature of leftism. That's why it always ends badly. And, you know, we've been down this road for a while, and, you know, this is just another manifestation of it. I, you know, I think the FBI attack on, uh, or uh, SWAT team uh, invasion of uh, Mar-a-Lago, uh, you know, uh, Trump's residence, and the whole absurdity about uh, the um, uh documents, uh, I guess, classified documents, which, you know, everyone understands that the president has every right to declassify everything. Uh, you know, he, the president is the executive branch. It doesn't talk about uh, in the Constitution anything about the federal bureaucracy, uh, you know, which now has grown to such great uh, size and and power and is a real threat to the country uh, and needs to be utterly dismembered and dismantled. Uh, you know, we should divide the, F you know, I would say just end the FBI at this point and, you know, burn it to the ground and, and start over. And for this, you know, the same thing with the CIA, uh, you've got our military as well, which has gone woke and leftist. Uh, and really treasonous with Austin and Milley, uh, our two woke generals. Um, so, you know, the whole deep state, the whole federal bureaucracy, you know, needs to be really burnt to the ground and, uh, you know, just start, you know, start it over in, in some limited fashion. Uh, you know, that's clear. So we uh, are governed in many ways by the by the deep state. I mean, the regulations that they issue every year, far, far uh, more than the actual laws passed by Congress. And um, uh, so, you know, it, 
you know, we have been on this road for a while and, uh, you know, we are becoming more and more left-wing fascist, uh, left-wing Marxist, uh, and, you know, our culture for that matter as well. Uh, but just in terms of the governance as well as the collusion with uh, corporate America, all of them are woke now and big tech, of course, uh, you know, the whole Twitter file uh, scandal and the collusion of the FBI, uh, who is actually paying Twitter uh, to uh, monitor and block and censor and uh, do, you know, all of the things that are quite familiar uh, for a fascist government to do. Um, so I think that uh, the arrest of President Trump is part of a continuum. Uh, and we've been, again, on this continuum uh, for some time now, I, I would say, uh, well, if you can perhaps even say back uh, back to the days of Woodrow Wilson and then FDR as you know the government is gathering power and agencies and uh, uh, you know and continuing to grow in size and uh, involvement in the lives of the nation uh, you know which it should be quite limited and based on the Constitution. Uh, you know, then, of course, you have great, the great society uh, and a massive uptick in the size of government and involvement in the lives of Americans to their detriment, uh, whatever they may think, uh, to their detriment. Uh, you had Obamacare and uh, then, you know, the weaponization of uh, the DOJ, the FBI, uh, the CIA, and now our military, and then all of the disasters that have occurred under uh, Biden that, uh, you know, is just a parade of horribles. The uh, open borders, the uh, war on fossil fuels, the rising prices, the massive spending, the inflation, um, the increase in the price of gasoline, uh, and, you know, shortages and so forth, the supply chain issues, and, you know, then the whole uh, COVID uh, era that we all went through. Uh, all of this has served to uh, really accelerate the uh, growing uh, power of, of the federal government, uh, and for that matter, various state governments as well, particularly in blue states, but not limited to them. Uh, so the Trump indictment and soon coming the arrest is part of a continuum, uh, and we've been on it for a while. Um, and so I should mention, yeah, in 2012, Obama unleashed the IRS on conservative groups, uh, and, and just go back to when... Uh, not just when he was inaugurated as president, but even before that, uh, the you know all the attacks uh, uh, on Trump that grew out of the Democrat Party and Hillary Clinton, uh, um, the FBI, the Steele dossier, and you know the Russia collusion, then the impeachments, the ridiculous uh, Ukraine phone call. Um, 
uh, and, uh, you know, the two impeachments. And, you know, there's just been a war on Trump, but as we all know, it is uh, a war on all of us who support Trump. In other words, MAGA, uh, the America First movement, uh, you know, the midsection of the country, but not limited there. You know, they, they in upstate New York, you got MAGA. You know, New York, you know, it's the, the big cities tend to dominate the states. But once you get out of the big cities, like in New York City uh, or in Chicago, you know, you go into Illinois, you know, into the further into the uh, uh, the outer reaches of, you know, of the state of Illinois. Well, it's it's just like Indiana. All you see is Trump signs, for example, uh at that time, and uh, it's it's very conservative. So you know, you think of Illinois or New York or California <clears throat> as being you know totally left wing, but it's really the cities that uh, uh, I guess the uh, uh, tail wagging the dog situation, although not in terms of population, but in terms of size, the hinterlands of the various states are are quite MAGA, um, but. So uh, this process has been afoot for a while, and uh, I'm not sure that it can be fixed. I, you know, it may be that we require a national divorce. Uh, you know, I mean, can you really live with these people? Uh, there's another way, though, and I, I'm not going to go into it too much right now, just to mention it, that I, a couple of years ago, <clears throat> at the height of COVID, I, I wrote... Uh, something known as the Red State Manifesto. And the idea is that, you know, certain states that are deep red, that have the trifecta of both houses of their state legislatures and the governor uh, governor's office um, are in a good position to uh, hold forth against the... Uh, uh, the encroaching power of of the federal government and and should do so in in a variety of ways and I listed twenty three items and and again this is my red state manifesto and I may just bring it up at the next podcast and not go into it right now. <clears throat> But just in general, I believe that the red states, where we uh, enjoy the trifecta of the two houses and the the governor's office, uh, that we should uh, begin to defend uh, the citizens of those states against uh, any further encroachments of the federal government, and and that. Uh, they were uh, really perfectly positioned to do so. Uh, you know, never forget that uh, the U.S. of A., the United States, uh, began, of course, as we remember, 13 colonies that became the original 13 states. And the, the states were sort of held together after they defeated the British in the Revolutionary War by the Articles of Confederation. Um, there were problems with that uh, in terms of trade and commerce and tariffs and 
other issues that arose. And so um, they came together, of course, as we know, uh, in Philadelphia, uh, all the, the great uh, framers, uh, including George Washington, Ben Franklin, and uh, James Madison, and, and many others, uh, came together in that room and put together the Constitution. But the Constitution is what created our current federal government. It's obviously completely unmoored from the Constitution. We live in a post-constitutional age. But be that as it may, it is important to always remember <clears throat> that it is the states that created the federal government and not the other way around. And so uh, my point here is that uh, with my red state manifesto, that red states, deep red states, you know, uh, 70, 30, uh, you know, pro-Trump, uh, let's say, uh, Republican, Democrat, uh, states like that, and there are, you know, there's a large number of them, you know, let's say there's 20 of them, uh, or 22, you know, it just depends, I have to look up the latest tallies there, but they're perfectly positioned to begin to thwart further encroachment of the federal government, and uh, we'll talk about that at, a, at another uh, podcast. Um, one other part of this, though, is that I also uh, had my first meeting of my organization known as Frontline Freedom 1776, and the idea is red counties, red states. Um, but starting at the local level, that's where we have the greatest power. You know, we know our uh, our mayors and our city councils and our county commissioners. You know, you know they have meetings. We could just walk right in there. It's uh, you know the it's downtown, uh, easy to get to, and uh, right nearby. Or if you live in another town, you know, a ten fifteen minute drive, whatever it is. If you live in a town, uh, it's one or two minutes away. Uh, we have incredible ability at the local county level. Uh, to uh, protect ourselves, to uh, uh, form a group, uh, which I am doing, uh, for the purpose of mutual aid, uh, support, and if necessary, defense. Uh, I'll go, go into the history of how this started. It uh, is based on a video that I put out. It was, uh, I, it was a 52-second video, and it was an anti-BLM uh, video, but not exclusively in that 52 seconds. I talked about, you know, the right of self-defense uh, and, you know, our love of country and, you know, a few other, you know, uh, defend and our love of the Constitution and our history and founding principles uh, and so forth. But uh, anyway, it went viral and I was threatened and I realized, you know, I needed to do something here. I needed to form a group locally of, of like-minded patriots. And uh, so we have done, um, we are, by the way, on PopTalk, uh, poptalk.io, which is started by a good friend of mine and a real patriot, Art Ross. I mean, the guy is brilliant and would be just the ultimate irony uh, and, uh, you know, delicious poetry if... Uh, the 
New Silicon, Silicon Valley, if you will, uh, became uh, right here in Jasper, Indiana, uh, the Midwest, uh, in uh, Trump, MAGA, America first, uh, conservative country. Uh, but he has created an amazing platform, and I encourage you to check it out. You can uh, plug into it on, on any of your browsers. Uh, and it is called uh, poptalk.io. A lot more to be said about that. But Art Ross started this. It's quite brilliant. Uh, I'm involved as well as a uh, uh, interested user of the platform. I'm also uh, an investor, but very limited. Um, but anyway, I, I recommend that to you. And that's where you'll find our flagship and by the way you will there'll be no censorship here uh other than the usual stuff you know violent you know any uh, threat of violence and things of that nature of course and you know slander but you know the usual things but as far as routine political speech there'll be no censorship here so check out pop talk as well well all right we'll end it here my friends so uh, I encourage you to check out my website, richardmossmd.com, richardmossmd.com. Uh, take a look at my two books, A Surgeon's Odyssey, about my work overseas as a volunteer cancer surgeon in Asia for three years in Thailand, Nepal, India, and Bangladesh. Uh, good stories there. And then uh, Matilda's Triumph about my beloved mother uh, and her struggles and joys uh, in raising her five boys as a single mom in the Bronx. Um, we will catch you next time. Thank you.